0: Now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. and We need him now. I'll call him, For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no
1: sign. This is the Cocktail
2: Nation. Well, for the final time in 2023, Gary Wells joins us for Words with Wellesie and to round out the year, a book on Sammy Davis Jr. Got some exciting news of a movie set to be released, set in the mid-century and in my favourite part of the world. And let's kick off now with new music from the Tiki Delights who've been working overtime to bring new stuff to the lounge world. This is called On Copacabana, on the Cocter Nation.
1: is the cocktail nation. The joker,
3: the joker.
4: There's always a joker in the back. There's always a lonely plant. The poor laughing fool for Everyone laughs when he's down. There's always a funny man in the game, but he's only funny by mistake. Everyone laughs at him just the same, they don't see his lonely heartbreak. No, they don't care as long as there
3: is a jester, a fool, as foolish as he can be. There's always
4: Isn't me? Always a funny man in the game, but he's only funnier by mistake. Oh, everyone laughs at him just the same. They did not see his lonely heartbreak. No, they don't care as long as
3: there, there is a jester, just a fool, as foolish as he can be. There's always a joker, that's a rule. Just a, just a fool As foolish as he can be be. There's always a joker that
2: Cocktail Nation from 1966, it's Sergio Mendes in Brazil 66 and The Joker. Official website, cocktailnation.net, if you'd like to see what's going on in the Sydney penthouse and check out the World of Swank gig guide for some gigs around the globe. We've got it all covered for you.
4: Cocktail Nation. Words with WebZ.
5: You're a librarian, Mr. Wordsworth either in books and
1: 2 pamphlets and stacks on the musty insides of a language factory.
3: Words Mr. Words
6: people. What have I got? No looks, no money, no education, just talent. Where do I want to go? I want to be treated well. I want people to like me and be decent to me. How do I get there? There's only one way I can do it with what I have to work with. I've got to be a star. I have to be a star like another man has to breathe. Hey gang, I'm Gary Wells from Vintage Leisure at SoulRideBlog.com and I'm here with another book recommendation for the Cocktail Nation. This time we're looking at Why Me? The Sammy Davis Jr. Story by Sammy Davis Jr. and Jane and Burt Boyar from 1989. Why Me? is the third autobiography from famed entertainer Sammy Davis Jr., and now that it is the late 1980s, perhaps Sammy felt free to fully discuss his struggles with race, struggles that began when he was but a child. Davis presents an honest and quite sickening portrayal of prejudice and what he calls the dawning realization of people's hate. Early on, he explains that his father and uncle, Will Maston, kept the hatred of others from little Sammy and this made it worse when Davis discovered it in his teens. The reader will have to contend with hearing stories of how horribly Sammy was treated while in the army. Frank Sinatra is given an exalted position in this book and a key point is made by Sammy. Frank befriended Sam in the 1940s and would invite Davis to join him at various clubs. But Sinatra would always tell Sammy to meet him there. F.S. was taking steps to change things and making Sammy, simply by his presence, demand entree into the white world. Sinatra insisted that Davis must do these things himself. He must walk up to the door of the Copa and assume entry. The reader sees that Sammy Davis Jr. was chosen to batter down walls in society. Sinatra, Buddy Rich, and others wanted to see change but they needed a weapon to effect this. Poor Sam was this weapon. So here's the thing, over a hundred pages in and I was wondering why I wasn't really enjoying Why Me. The reason soon became obvious. Fully the first third of this memoir deals with Sammy's battles with racism, and it makes for tough reading. It's always hard for us vintage types to deal with tellings of the way things were in the Golden Age. Sammy Davis spends much ink on second wife and mother of his children Swedish actress Mai Britt. And here comes the other tough part about this book. Sammy, in his own words, paints a picture of himself as a lousy father. He comes clean about it, but his reasoning is a bit tough to swallow. The reader may wonder how much he or she actually likes Sammy Davis after reading this. Davis makes plain his love of the swingin' life and the fact that he felt marriage and fatherhood hindered his image. He describes often saying no to his kids for other priorities, and he celebrates the freedom gained after his divorce saying, There were only three people in the world who counted. Sammy, Davis, and Junior. He also says that dressing lavishly, wearing jewelry, and excessive spending were what was expected of him and so he vigorously pursued that lifestyle to the detriment of his personal life. The only out one may give him is that in his constant fight against prejudice, his most potent weapon was his career, his performances, and his persona. It all leads though to a life of dissatisfaction for Sammy Davis, Jr. In Why Me, Sam talks of his intense fear of fading from the spotlight and losing that thing. He fought against this by living large, including dabbling in Satanism and cocaine. Davis relates in compelling terms going broke, and here the reader may be particularly frustrated. Sammy had it all but was so foolish that he lost most of it. This, Sam says, is why he so disliked one of his signature songs, Mr. Bojangles. Sammy discarded it from his repertoire at one point, thinking it was bad luck to sing about a popular entertainer who ended up in prison, disgraced and with nothing. Sammy spends much time talking about being black and operating in a white world. Oftentimes, black organizations would refer to him as an Uncle Tom, and Davis had to discuss and explain his showbiz life, spent often being the only black entertainer in the room, in the neighborhood, or on the strip. Black power types wanted him to focus on entertaining his own people, but Sammy fights back. He tells these men he married the woman he loved, though she was white, and he chose to live in the finest home he could afford, which happened to be in a white neighborhood. As for working places like Las Vegas, Sammy told those who challenged him, Nobody in Harlem and Watts has offered me $100,000 a week. Happily, Sammy Davis finally realizes that his fans love him even more than they love his image, and this releases him from the caricature he had created, one that has seemed to imprison him for years. Nuggets include, the story is true, this book being the source, that Sammy saw Frank Sinatra walking dejectedly alone down Broadway at Sinatra's lowest ebb. Here is where the idea of Sammy and Elvis Presley starring in The Defiant Ones originates, though I'm not sure about this and I can only find corroboration of this in one of Shelley Winter's two autobiographies. It was only Defiance that united Sammy with Kim Novak. Sammy didn't like the term black at first. Sam discusses the perception that he was Sinatra's lackey. Davis was splitting his income with his father and Will Mastin long after the Will Mastin trio stopped performing together and he speaks of a special relationship with Romy Schneider. Also, like Elvis Presley, Sammy Inc. supported around 20 families with his earnings, so taking time off to focus on health was not possible. In fact, Sammy says that since he was three years old, no two-month period had gone by during which he was not performing. And finally, Sammy estimates that he had made $50 million in his career and then found himself broke. So while it is his third memoir, Why Me does add much to the story of Sammy Davis Jr. So to wrap up, I can highly recommend Why Me by Sammy Davis and Jane and Burt Boyar. There are plenty of copies for sale at Abe Books. If you'd like to read the full review of this book, you can head over to my website. I'd like to thank Coop Cooper and Cocktail Nation. Once again, this is Gary Wells from soulrideblog.com, and I'm encouraging you to pick up a book.
4: Worlds with WLZ Cocktail Nation
7: Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I gotta be me. I'd be but what I, I wanna live but not merely survive And I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive I gotta be me. a world of success is waiting for me if i heed the call i won't settle down won't settle for less as long as they must be. I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. I gotta be free. I've gotta be free. Daring to try to do it or die. i somebody else if I'm not right for me
5: God. Oh, my God. Oh,
0: my God.
5: This
7: is the Cocktail Nation.
8: don't know if I like it.
5: What do you mean you don't know if you like it?
0: I got the world on a string, and I'm sitting on a rainbow. Got that string around my little finger. Mm, what a world and what a life. Oh, I'm in love. I got a song I sing, and I can make the rainbow anytime I move my crazy little finger. Lucky me, lucky me, lucky me, lucky me, lucky me. Can't you see I'm in love? Mm, Sam, life is a wonderful thing. Boy, you gotta have a little zing. Nah if I could only sing like Bing, <laughs> oh, man, I could really swing. Look out. There. A riddle. What a life and what a riddle world oh, I got the world on a string I'm sitting on a rainbow I got the string on my little finger One world what, what world cause I'm in love What song stars above What world love i love, I'm love, 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 love I got the song that I sing And I can make the rain go Anytime 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 I move my little finger Look at me, look at me, look at me Look at me, look at me, look at me Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> And life is a wonderful thing. Oh, you gotta come up with that zing, Sam. Boy, if you could only find that thing, we could play tingaling.
8: you sure. not.
5: Should stay away, but what can I do? I hear your name, and I'm aflame. A flame of such a burning desire that only your kiss can put out the Stay away, but what can I do? I hear your name, and I'm aflame. A with such a burning desire that only your kiss can put out the fire. You got your spell on me, baby, turning my heart into stone.
8: Woman that just can't
2: leave you alone. No, no. Nation Nutty and that old black magic woman you can see Nutty playing around Los Angeles regularly. And of course, uh, from time to time, we put up some of their gigs up on the World of Swing Gig Guide, Louis Primo with Keely Smith, and I've got the world on a string, and Sammy Davis Jr., and I've got to be me. And thanks so much to uh, one Gary Wells, who's been with us for a long time, doing some terrific shows, bringing us his Words with Wellsy segment, and of course, his Eye blog website, which is just terrific. You can follow that one. He's got some amazing stories up there that we put on uh, our Lounge Life magazine from time to time. We thank Gary for his contributions, and I look forward to having Gary back again in 2024. Lounge Life Magazine, as I mentioned, your official retro magazine, free to download, free to enjoy. As I come across stories from across the globe, I put them up there. Maybe you come across something in the news, send it to me, thecoctonation at gmail.com, and I'll put it up there. Michael Caine has announced his retirement, confirming that The Great Escaper will be his last film. He's had an amazing career, eight decades, and feature movies from the Italian jobs of The Dark Knight, and has confirmed his retirement from acting. The two-time Oscar winner is 90 years old and made the announcement on BBC4's radio Best of Today podcast just last week, he says. I keep saying I'm going to retire. Well, I am now. you will be missed, that's for sure. But thank goodness his films continue to live on and warner brothers studio is teaming up with ryan gosling and margot Roby, because you might have seen them in that barbie film i didn't see it but apparently it was good they're doing an upcoming oceans 11 prequel movie which is set to reunite those two on the big screen the film's going to be the first oceans project since sandra bullock and kate blanchett led oceans 8 in 2018 plot details for the prequel are being kept under wraps but the story is expected to take place in 1960s Europe and rumour has it it will be centred around the French Riviera, my favourite part of the world. Looking forward to that and I do love an Ocean's film that's for sure. This is Todd Gordon and Manhattan featuring Jackie Dankworth on the nation Summer
4: journeys to Niagara and To other places Aggravate all our cares We'll save our fares
1: I've a cozy little flat In what is known as Old Manhattan We'll settle down Right here in town
4: You'll have Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. It's lovely going through the zoo.
1: It's very fancy, an old Delancey street, you know. The subway charms are so When balmy breezes blow To and fro
4: And tell me what street Compares with Mott Street in July Sweet bushcots gently gliding
1: by The great big city's a wondrous toy just made for a girl and boy we'll turn manhattan Manhattan into an isle of joy Joy.
3: we'll go to greenwich where modern men itch to be
4: free and bowling Green.
1: We'll bathe in Brighton, the fish you'll frighten when you're in. Your bathing suit so thin, we'll make the shellfish grin, fin to fin. And if Chicago meets the wind bottle on the way, we both may see it close someday. The city's clamor can never spoil Rhyme that The dreams of a boy and
4: a boy Will turn,
1: we'll turn Manhattan into an isle of joy Will turn Manhattan into an isle of joy in a cozy little flat in what is
8: known as Old Manhattan we'll settle down to
4: live in a downtown apartment
7: we'll city penthouses
8: I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress.
2: Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. This is the Cocktail Nation. Mr. Hose orchestra and Black or could also play Tiki Joe's Ocean and My Time Mumbo. Last week we launched a little midweek segment called Spy Vibe Alone, and uh, this was by request from some listeners who said, "I love those Spy Vibe segment, and I don't know you've done so many. Is there a chance they could be reused again?" And I thought, "Why not? Let's do it. We'll put them by themselves, just as their own little podcast, because Jason Whiten does such an amazing job bringing us some very rare spy stuff." and a very rare spy tune, so let's make it an individual podcast coming out uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So uh, keep a lookout for that one in your podcast inbox. When I see lovers' names carved into a tree, I don't think it's cute. I just think how strange it is that so many people are taking knives on a date.
4: Very deep. Cocktail Nation. telle
3: There is an air about her, something so square about her, that makes you Achievable. It's unbelievable what you can do. That funny feeling that puts such demands on you Better never let her get her hands on you The inconceivable becomes achievable It's unbelievable
2: Cocktail Nation. How you found this facility? You're sitting in the best kept secret in the world. Cool. Cocktail Nation via the World Wide Web. Doctor Nation Sam Rivers and involution, a little bit of jazz flute there for you. Next week on the show, final spy vibe for the year, gonna leave you with John Barry and you only live twice. Stay here.